Running a small business is no easy task. It's messy and thrilling and terrifying all at the same time. But no matter what, it's definitely a journey worth taking. As a mom of two littles, I know the daily struggles, and I'm here to walk this journey with you. If you're ready to feel empowered, encouraged, and on fire for the things you truly love, then you're in the right place. I'm Rebecca Rice, a pizza-loving, hot chocolate-drinking family photographer and educator, and this is the Business Journey Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Business Journey Podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Rice, and I teach family photographers to gain a life of financial freedom through a thriving photography business. Today, I'm super excited because we have a guest on our podcast. Um, she is um, a friend of a friend. We've like met through the grapevine, and um, I'm just really excited for all that she has to say. We're talking about a topic that has really been a topic of conversation between like me and my husband for really the last like year, year and a half. And so I'm excited to hear what she has to say. And I know it's going to be beneficial to you guys. Um, so we are excited to welcome Ashley Spriggs of Pivot Media here with us. Um, hi, Ashley. How are you? Hi, good morning. It is morning for us. I don't know what yes. time everyone else is listening, but I'm good. I have a cup of coffee, and so I'm a happier person now. <laughs> Love it. Um, well, for those that may not be familiar with who you are and what you do, can you give like a quick little you know, synopsis of what you guys do? Yeah, for sure. So I am a wife and a mom to three busy, tiny toddlers, the ages range five and down. Um, and I also am the owner of Pivot Media, which is a media agency that offers services in public relations, podcast management, and digital marketing. Um, we offer all of those services to help online content creators essentially just get their message out there um, to the right audiences through PR, through helping manage their podcast and getting that monetized and stretching that reach. And then through digital marketing, helping them like do content creation and social media and copy and all that fun stuff. So yeah, that's a bit of what I do. I'm located in Phoenix, which I know you've been out here a few mm-hmm. times to do photos and stuff. So um, it's hot. It's the desert. It's summer. <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> it's hot. Yes, it's hot. yes. for sure. It's very hot. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, I'm excited to talk about family rhythms. Um, I know that, you know, for you as a, a wife and a mom and a business owner, that that family rhythms are vital to surviving and not just that, but really thriving in the life that we have. And, you know, the, the freedom and the flexibility of owning our own business, it, it comes with, I feel like its own unique challenges of finding rhythms that work for our family um, individually, because everybody's different. So um, talk to me a little bit about family rhythms in general. What's the difference between a rhythm and a routine? Like, I feel like the the verbiage that we use is really important. I'm always one to be pretty like specific that we, we don't have routines as a family. We have rhythms um, and we have our reasons for that. But I'd love to hear like your, you know, your go about it of what, what it is, why it's important, things like that. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you. We don't have routines. And I truly like hate the word routine because <laughs> routine like just boxes you in and it forces you to be organized and on time and routines are like okay by 9 a.m I'm sitting at my desk every day and by 10 a.m I'm done with my emails and by 11 o'clock I've now met with two clients like it literally just boxes you into a time restraint and when you are a mompreneur you know that time cannot be boxed in <laughs> you cannot control how long a morning 
takes to get the kids settled. You can't control nap times going well and not going well. Like I wish I had the magic dust that just makes my kids just nap on time, but it's not possible. And so for us, we're the same way. Rhythm is something that is loose and flexible and just says, okay, this is the general flow that we would like the day to look like. And as far as the times go, it happens when it happens. And so it allows you to really feel into your day versus just wake up and feel like you have a structure that you have to stick to. I mean, obviously there are meetings you have to take and those are times, but honestly, that's the only timed thing on our calendars. Um, we are stepping into homeschooling as well this year. And that is one of the biggest reasons this conversation has recirculated in our family this like this whole last like season is, okay, if we're going to be homeschooling, this means that we would like to try to stick to schooling in the mornings, but that's not always necessary. And it's not always necessary to homeschool. Like we can do it at night after dinner before they go to bed. Um, and just staying flexible to that, it gives you movement. It lets you feel into it. It lets your family have space to have feelings too. Because again, routines like box you in. Like if you're having a really sad day, okay, we wake up sometimes and it's hard to get out of bed. And if you're having one of those days, it allows you to take time and do what you need to do to get yourself into a better headspace to complete work. If you show up to work in a rough like mentality, you're not going to be as productive. You're not going to be um, just as there and as present. And so again, rhythms just allow for that flexibility for you to do what you need to do and feel into what you need to feel into for your day to feel good for you and your family. Yes. I love that. I think of it because I was like a choir kid all through like school. <laughs> so when I hear like rhythms to me, it, it allows for like the, sometimes you speed up, sometimes you slow down, but you stick to the general like basis of the piece. And so that's how I kind of think about it in our family. Sometimes we have crazy seasons. Sometimes we have slower seasons, you know, and even throughout our day, sometimes like you just, you don't know, like you're saying nap time. I felt that to a T because our nap times, yeah. sometimes they go down super easy. And sometimes they need like 20 drinks of water and, but I want to sleep in sissy's bed, but I need this lovey. And it's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so, um, yeah. it can be, yeah. you know, I, I like the, the idea of having the flexibility to just go with our family's needs at that time. And we're actually stepping into homeschooling too. Um, so this season, yeah. my, my daughter is five, <laughs> so she's starting kindergarten this year. Um, and we're at a hybrid homeschool. So three days a week, um, they're going to be at a school and the rest of the time they're at home but it leaves for flexibility with if we want to travel we just go and because it's under a homeschool umbrella so they don't have like attendance days and whatever it's it's so beautiful so um that's another thing we're navigating is like okay but we also have like work we have to do and (laughs) where do we fit that in with making sure that they don't fall behind and all the things so it's an exciting season I totally feel that yeah for sure. And I totally feel that because that was one of the biggest decisions or reasons we made the decision to homeschool mm-hmm. is because we originally had our five-year-old as well, Liam, he's going into kinder too. Um, we had him in a school and they start here in Arizona, they do year round programs. Mm-hmm. And so his school started the last week of July, which is insane. It's like incredibly early. <laughs> like that's when vacation prime is. And so for us, we are also heading out on an eight week road trip around the country this year. This weekend or this summer, um, and so we leave this weekend, and um, we were not planning to be back until the end of August. And I'm like, he's gonna miss the first four weeks of school, mm-hmm. which is heartbreaking when they have like an attendance marker they have to make, and then you feel like your kids walking in four weeks behind, already like on attendance probation, if you will, <laughs> like not really a term they use anymore, but like that's basically yes. what it is. And you just feel like you're having to play catch up already, or you're having to rush your trip back. And so I totally feel that. And if, if rhythms weren't like the way that we went, we would have been like, okay, well, we have to be back by July 20th. So we have right. five days to get them ready for school. 
we would have felt that way. But because we've already established like, nope, that doesn't feel good for our family this year. Mm-hmm. We'll reevaluate next year. We're okay with making the decision to homeschool this year for both our kinder and our preschooler. So I completely love that you guys are in that same space. Yes. So talk to me about like establishing family rhythms for listeners that maybe have never sat down and thought through a family rhythm. Like where do you even start um, with trying to figure out what works for your family and stuff like that? Yeah. Great question. So I think the first thing that you would need to figure out, and this is where like for us, we like sat, I remember a couple of years ago, we sat down and we were like trying to figure out a rhythm and it just was not working. And it's because his, my husband had like a certain idea in mind and I had a certain idea in mind and we were just trying to like force that rhythm on each other. Instead, we had to sit down and go, okay, well, what are our priorities as a family and what are our values as a family? And then from those two things, we can form a rhythm. And so starting with values and priorities. So for us, the biggest one is we want to be together. We want like to be together as much as possible. We want to be in our kids' lives. And the other one is that we want to be present. And so the rhythm allows us to be fully present with our kids when we're like schooling or when we're having time as a family or when we're at mealtimes or getting ready in the morning. And then we're fully present when we're working because that's on the rhythm and that's when we're present there. And so, um, yeah, those are a couple of our values, but honestly, the best thing is to sit down and talk through you and your spouse or your partner and say like, Hey, what are our values and what are our priorities? And so then based off of that, we can now come up with a really good, like flow of our day. Okay. Well, if we know that we want slow mornings, then our, we know that with kids, we likely are not even going to start working until probably 10 30, 11 o'clock <laughs> in all reality. We're not going to start working until that first nap time, if you will, if your kids don't nap. Um, and if not, then, okay, then our oldest, he does quiet time. And that's the time that we sit down and start buckling into work. And again, it's like, okay, we know we want a slow morning. We know we want every meal at the table. Okay. Then we need to plan that around having every meal at the table, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We know that we want to do one, um, again, spending time intentionally together outside could be a value for you. Okay. Then every single day, we know we want to get outside for an hour. doesn't need to stay at noon every day, but just knowing that that is a family value helps you create that rhythm to step into, okay, this is what we want. This is what we want our life to feel like. And the other thing that we've implemented this year, going into this road trip, we're starting, our kids are old enough to understand this, but um, we're starting to implement family teams. And so we're starting to come up with our values as a family team. What are our three core pillars as a family team? And then from that, how does our rhythm match into being a family team? So if you're going to help with chores as a family team, this is how that fits in. In the morning, you unload the dishwasher and you help with that. And then we reload it. Like, those types of things really help us just form that rhythm easier. Yeah, that's so good. And it's interesting to hear how like we have a similar like setup of our families, but our rhythms are different. Like for us, I work really well in the morning. And so like, I'm a morning person after about noon, I'm worthless as like getting anything done (laughs) for my business. And so I work best if I can work super hard and super focused from eight to noon, then the rest of the day, I take a nap every single day. That's like a value for me personally. (laughs) And people think that's crazy, but I'm like, I know that when I'm the best version of myself, I take a nap or at least like sit down to rest for however long. So my kids do quiet time. And while they do quiet time, I also have my own quiet time of, I'm going to take a nap or watch a show or whatever, but I know that for me to be able to have the rest of the day super free and open that we can do literally whatever, that my husband steps in and takes the morning shift so that I can be really focused because his best time of day is in the evenings or the afternoons. And so when I'm like dead beat, ready to take a nap, he's like just now ready to go and in his prime. So we like 
you know, kind of figured out the flow for us of where we can be in the like best version of ourselves to be able to work on, you know, our own thing when our minds are sharp and fresh and ready so that when he's in his prime for work, I'm in my prime for playtime. Like, let's go do something. I'm not going to be very productive, but we can go outside and we can, you know, play with magnetiles or whatever. Um, so it's just fascinating to me that like, and that's just how we are. We're all different people. So our rhythms, of course, would be different. And, and I think that's so important for people to remember of like, you know, your rhythm isn't going to look like my rhythm. Somebody listening, they're going to have their own rhythm. And it's all about finding what works for your family based on the values, based on all the different things and, you know, going for what works. <laughs> Yeah. I love that you said that because that's actually something that I talk a lot with my like friends here. Um, in like my, my community here, if you Mm -hmm. will, like we all have very different rhythms and I have friends that are fully alive in the morning and I have friends that are fully alive at night and come out and like, like they're like ready to go with work at like 8 PM. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. If I work at 8 PM, I'm going to be up till two because I'm an Enneagram eight and I can't start something without finishing it. So I'm not even giving myself that space. But the other part too, that we've found is one of the reasons why we need slow mornings is because we know like one of our like family rhythms, if you will, is we always have like people over for dinner. Like, it's just like our kids know someone's usually in the house over to hang out with us for dinner. My husband and I are in full-time ministry as well. And so a lot of that comes with like building community with your teams and the people that you're at church with and stuff. And so for us, we're up till 10, 11 o'clock at night with people. And sometimes that includes our kids being up till nine, nine 30, 10, and they are sleepers. Like I'm so grateful for it. Our kids are sleepers minus our one-year-old. He's in a phase right now of getting up like 5 a.m. But that's, that'll be, that'll be, that'll die soon. <laughs> It'll be fine. Um, but our kids are sleepers. They like sleeping in. And so for us, it gives us the space to like have a very slow morning. And like, we all get up and we like mosey down and we like have breakfast and it's just like not this tight restricted thing. But then I have a friend like you who is very like, I have to get up at 6 a.m. and I need to work from like 6 to 10. And then after 10, I'm done. And I'm like, that's, I could not be that person, but I am cheering you on. And when you're texting me at 6 a.m. because you're alive and you have so much to talk about, like I'm for you. I'm just not going to respond to you until nine o'clock when I'm awake. (laughs) But it's this ebb and flow of cheering each other on and whatever works best for each other. And knowing that like that is their prime, then we just work together to like, if we're going to get our families together, then I already know how she operates and I know how I operate. And now it's easy for us to even mesh our two family rhythms together to support each other and not feel like we're so different we can't ever be together. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, that's I think okay. that's golden. Yeah. And it's it's funny cuz once you throw kids in the mix too, they have their own like prime times. Yeah. So my kids wake up super early. We've tried to <laughs> like I wish they would be sleepers. <laughs> and we've tried everything. We're like maybe if we, you know, keep them up later at night, it doesn't matter what time they go to bed, they wake up at the same time every morning. And it is oh, no alarms. They're just morning people. So literally by 6, 6:30, they're ready to go. And so <laughs> It's just fascinating of, you know, adding them to the mix and seeing what works for everybody. But um, I'd love to talk a little bit about when rhythms have to shift. So like our family, we're in this season of like trying to find the best rhythm in our new season of life. So we've been in Nashville for about a year and a half now. And for the first part of that, we really struggled because we had zero childcare and zero family around. And so we were trying to figure out what works. Then we got a nanny for about eight months, which was incredible. 
found our rhythm really easily and like found what worked mm-hmm. for getting work done and stuff. And, and my husband and I both went full time in our business at the same time. So it was like learning how to work with each other. Mm-hmm. Plus there's kids home. Cause we had both always worked full time. So our kids were at daycare. And so, um, yeah. we're, we're in this season now where we're again in, you know, a changing where our nanny ended up moving away. So now the kids are back home again and, and we're shifting our rhythms again. And then both kids are going to be at the hybrid homeschool for three days a week. So once that hits in September, we're able to get back, like actually find another rhythm. So I feel like in those in-between seasons, like how do you guys navigate finding, you know, that the new rhythm for the new season and like how long does that take? Because I know for us, sometimes it takes months to find a rhythm that works. And like, I feel like me and my husband had like a breakthrough just this weekend. I can't tell you what it is, but something shifted. And all of a sudden, like things are lining up and like our rhythms and routines were like communicating really well together. And I think we're there. Like, I think we've been in it for months trying to find our flow. And I, <laughs> I like, I don't want to jinx it, but I think we're here. We found our flow. <laughs> but like, yeah. what does that look like for you guys in like different seasons? Yeah, I think there's two like caveats to that. One, there's like actual season to season. So if you look at it from the perspective of like, okay, in spring, we know that this is normally like a busier season, more full season for our family because of things that we had going on at church or whatever. And again, even like looking at our fall and that being really busy and then our Christmas kind of, you know, holiday season slows down. And as you look at the different seasons, the actual like seasons of life, the normal seasons of life, not things that you personally as like a family go through, but like a season of life. Yes, the four seasons. <laughs> if you look at those and you like just, again, sit at the top of the, the season and go, okay, what are our values? What are our priorities? What worked last season? And what do we feel we need to change for this season? And what are ways that we can implement right away to try? Like, what are things that we can try? And that's really been the most like consistent way of going from season to season for us. We ask those questions. So again, if you're writing it down, it's what worked in the last season or like what are our values and priorities going into this next season? what worked in the last season, what didn't work, and what are things that we can implement right away to try to get into a new rhythm. And then being consistent with that for a few days or a few, like a whole week before you change it up is like important. Like you can't just expect a rhythm to fall into place after four days of trying it. You've got to try it for at least a week, right? And see if it actually works. The other thing to keep in mind is when, or the other like season, if you will, is when you're transitioning from like one season to the next, similar to you guys, how you have we're in that season right now. We just, um, we are in our final week of being in full-time ministry at our current location and in a season of praying about what God has for us next and where he wants us to go and like what ministry looks like in the future. And we, in the last like two weeks have found ourselves settling into some really unhealthy rhythms of just like, almost like anxiety takes over and like, you know, the season is coming to an end. So you just kind of tap out and like, you're like, I'm tired. I don't want to do it. You check out completely. And so we, I totally get that. I'm currently in that season. And again, when we leave for this road trip, we're kicking it off with, because <laughs> we leave this weekend, what are our values? What worked in this last season? What didn't work in this last season? And what can we implement right away? Um, and my husband is not a rhythm person. He is very like, my gosh, he, the Lord knew that he needed to marry me because I am so Enneagram eight that I'm like, okay, we're sticking to this rhythm. And he's very like, okay, I'm going with it. So it doesn't, it's not always this collaborative thing with him and I, he knows that I thrive in figuring this out and he thrives in just going along with it. And so I'm really grateful for that because especially on a road trip where you're crossing time zones, states, you're seeing people, you're staying in different people's houses, like you're doing all the things you have to stay so flexible. And I would say that is the biggest thing when I go into a new season where I have to reset a rhythm is I'm staying incredibly flexible. I'm not getting frustrated with something that's not working. I'm reevaluating it constantly. 
Um, and again, going back to those top questions and just like revisiting that almost every week. Okay. What's working this week? What's not. And when my husband and I first got married, we, and it was just us and we didn't have kids, <laughs> we would sit down everything, every Sunday and we would do like, a, like look at the week ahead and go, okay, what do you need to do? What do you, I need to do? And at that time we were both working outside of the house. So then a lot of our rhythm was kind of that evening hour after your nine to five, if you will. And we just had constant conversations on Sundays being like, okay, well, these two nights we have people coming over this night, we have youth ministry and this night we have something at church. Okay. So what are we doing on these nights? Do you want rest? What do you need? And then also the last piece of that is staying in staying flexible is knowing that it is okay. If you get to a day and you need your rhythm to just not be, it's okay. If you're like, you know what, we're checking that out the window and we're just going to go and we need to have a lot of play today. We need to have a lot of fun today. We need to recharge through you know, reading books today or being in the house or actually taking care of our home, like just staying super flexible to what is needed on the day to day and not getting so focused on like, okay, well, the rhythm says this. Cause again, if you do that, you're actually setting a routine. routine. Yep. You're not staying on track with your rhythm. And so just staying incredibly flexible and in seasons of transition, I would say that is the most important thing is allowing your body and your mind and your family and your home and your space to just fall in line with what is necessary for you that day. Yeah. When you wake up, what do I need today? Does my house need my attention? Do my kids need my attention? Does my husband need my attention? Do I need my attention? What is needed right now in this transition season for me to actually show up tomorrow with a clearer head? Mm-hmm. I love that you said too that you guys like would sit down and look together to see like what does our week look like? Like where can the ebb and the flow go in the rhythm? Because that's something that is so practical and we've never done that. Me and my husband and we sat down yesterday at the time this recording it's Monday (laughs) but we sat down yesterday Sunday night for the first time ever we've been married for seven years for the first time ever to sit down and like okay let's just like because I'm a planner I'm I'm very much like I like you know I like to have know what I'm what I'm doing even if it's like kind of flexible in the schedule I still like to know what's Mm -hmm. coming up and he is he's an Enneagram one so he's very much like things (laughs) I'm a three three wing two so we can kind of like butt heads sometimes in that and so with our um I like literally sat like held out my planner I said okay here are the things like I need to work at these times or I've got this meeting and stuff what do you have going on oh you're recording with so and so on this day and you've got this stuff going on so for the first time we sat down and like looked at the whole week and that was a game changer for us to say okay like this is and I would ask him because a lot of times I am like tend to be a bulldozer I just like go go hard Mm -hmm. and just demolish everything in my path and so for me to sit down and say what do you need this week right what time do you need to be down in the studio that's how he recharges is he um you know he's an audio guy so he's working on music and stuff so I said what when do you need studio time let me write that in so that I know when you need your studio time I'm having playtime with the kids that that's going to be our rhythm that we may not know what time that's going to be but in general when I'm done working then he has studio time and I'm playing with the kids and and you know shuffling things around um but it's so practical and seems so like obvious but we just never did it before and so that was a big game changer for us just in our rhythm knowing like we can look at the bird's eye view of the week and we don't have to do it for the whole quarter or the month or whatever just just the week to see what needs to be done what pieces can we do because we're a team um and and if we're not acting like a team we're on separate playing fields like that's where we're going to struggle so that's a really, really great piece. Yeah. I, we started doing that when we first got married, we got the navigators council, which is now the weekly marriage journal by Jeremy and Audrey Roloff. And, 
Um, that was a game changer for our marriage. Like every single Sunday night we would sit down and do their, they have the weekly questions and now they're just a habit and we don't have like a scheduled time, but it's like a constant check-in. And one of the questions in there is something that you said that was really good is like, what do you need this week? How can I serve you this week? And again, it's not sticking into a routine of like, okay, from 12 to two, you're golfing on Thursday. Like, it's not that right. Like it's more like, like I, my husband will say, I need to go and get the car I need to, like this week, example, he needs to take the car and get an oil change and make sure the tires are rotated so that for our long, it's ready to go. And so I'm like, okay, great. I know that has to come in and I know that's a way that's going to help. I'm taking the kids and that's going to serve you so that you can set us up for success on this road trip. Like if you have that in mind, again, going back to that team mentality that you just talked about, like if you have that in mind and you walk into these conversations, walk into your day to day, walk into your week to week. With that in mind, I think you're just going to set your whole family up for success. And when the kids are old enough for you to sit down and even ask them, that is going to be, I cannot wait for that day. Like our five-year-old is starting to get it. And my three-year-old's like, I just want to play with uniforms. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like that's not going to happen every day. <laughs> but like when your kids get to a place, like if you're already doing that and they're around you in those conversations, like I just cannot wait for the day that like our, our like kids come to us and say, Hey, can we add this to the rhythm or can we, can I do this? I really want to go and do this this week. And we will have the flexibility for it. We won't panic about a nine to five. We won't panic about needing to work certain hours or schooling for certain hours. We will have that flexibility already like built in like our being that we'll be like, cool. Yeah, let's figure it out. Let's do it. Like, yeah. That, that attitude is just so much better for a family anyway. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. We did that with our five-year-old this week when we did, after we like set the rhythm of what our week was going to look like, I brought her in and I said, okay, let me just talk you through. Cause she's not really at the place of like, let's throw this in, but I could say, let me talk you through the rhythm of our week. Here's what Monday's going to look like. You're going to hang with daddy in the morning while mommy's working. Then in the afternoon we get to have playtime. And I'm just like walking her through what each of the days are generally going to look like. And she was excited about it. She's like, Ooh, and then I have dance class on Tuesday or whatever that um and we can go to the playground and so it was cool to like get her involved in that that she's like like you were saying almost to the place where she can have more involvement but not quite yet so Mm -hmm. that'll be a fun season for sure to see like have their input because they're like they're little humans they have brains of their own so that's fun for sure and they need rest too yes they need rest they need recharge (laughs) they need that too and when they can speak into it it just makes it so much like like this road trip is going to be a really true test to like see how our kids are really doing. And like, mm-hmm. I'm excited to learn what rest looks like for our kids. Cause I know rest for me is like, I need tw- 20 minutes of reading a book or 20 minutes of like quiet time. And then I'm ready to go for the day. Whereas my husband's like, I need like an hour nap and I need to go and like not be around people. Like he's such like, that's the introvert in him. And I'm very like, I just need 20 minutes of recharge. Like get me in the sun for 20 minutes. I'm fine. And I'm excited to navigate that with our kids. And you're right. The more you include them in the rhythm, the more you see that natural like rhythm come out in them and you figure them out Mm -hmm. and then they now become part of the team and speaking into it. And it's just like, just a really cool cycle. Like I look back and I never, we never had that in our family. And I think that's just because it was never a thing. Cause like, I look at my family that I grew up in and like my mom and dad, they worked normal jobs. They were gone. My mom even worked midnight sometimes. So it just was like, we didn't have the ability to build in a family rhythm that works for the whole family because mom and dad had time constraints on their work schedule. And I do want to say too, like if you are a working mom and you, or you are working, if you will, and you do have time constraints, that's okay too. It's not a bad thing. I don't want this conversation to make it like, oh man, I 
can't work a nine to five. This doesn't work for me. It truly does. You do have a time constraint, but then if you're only working eight hours a day, you still have the rest of the day to figure out a rhythm and you have your weekends to figure it out. Like it doesn't need to be a 24 hour rhythm, if you will. You just need to adapt that and figure it out for your own schedule and what that looks like and still implement again, those values and those priorities can be implemented outside of your nine to five. Yes, for sure. I've been reading a book, uh, the ruthless elimination of hurry. Oh my gosh. I finished it. It was transformational because it was reminding me that and paired with, um, there's a book called raising good humans or something like that. Um, yes, I knew that one. (laughs) So pairing the two together were ridiculously good because it reminds me that the kids move at their own pace and, a lot of times I get in the mode of like, hurry, hurry, we got to get here. And I remind, I'm like, why? I mean, we have our time constraint with them is school for my daughter, you know, from this time to this time. Um, so we have to get them out the door, but why don't I just get them up a little earlier, get started moving so that they can move at their pace? Cause kids are just slow. <laughs> I, I had yeah. some friends in town that they don't have kids and they were watching us like get ready to go out the door. And they watched me sit next to my son while he put, he's three years old while he put on his shoes. And I, I kid you not it took like seven minutes for him to get both of his <laughs> shoes on because he just moves really slowly and is putting the velcro in and he's so like making sure he does it the right way in his mind and I just sat there and watched him put on his shoe like a snail and but that's the pace that he likes to move at so who am I to sit there and tell him to hurry because if it were me and somebody were over my shoulder saying hurry hurry we gotta go that would stress me out and so I'm trying to like cultivate rhythms that that breathe life into my family and are not anxiety, like driving that I don't want to cause anxiety in my kids when it's unnecessary. If I can set a rhythm to help them move at their own pace and I'm, I'm trying to cultivate independence in my kids. So I want them to put on their own shoes. I want them to, you know, get themselves into the car and, and that takes time though. And so I'm having to like slow myself down to their pace so that we can all move in a way that is just life-giving for them for everybody and that's been challenging for me especially because I am that Enneagram 3 and I just want to go and get things done um so on you know if there's time that I have really focused work then I know for myself I can't have them right here next to me because I'm not going to get the things done that I need and so that's where you know my husband comes into play or you know hiring childcare or doing something so that I can be in my zone of genius for you know that set amount of time then I can step back and be a great mom to my kids and watch them put on their shoes for seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I want to say too, like, as you were talking about that, I was thinking back to the days where I couldn't necessarily bring in childcare. Like it just wasn't like an option financially for us. And if you are listening and that is you like kind of what Rebecca talked about at the beginning of being like, Oh, she like thrives in the morning. And then I thrive at night, typically not anymore in this season of life. But I used to. <laughs> like if that is you, Find a way for you to get up like two hours earlier, like do whatever you need to do or be okay with staying up later after the kids go to bed and getting two to three hours of work done. That is what I used to do. And that was the rhythm that worked for me because I am so much like you. I'm an Enneagram eight and we tend to bulldoze over people as well. And when I'm in the work mode, I turn into a bear if I'm bothered. Like it is the worst quality that I have. If I like, I'm being honest, like it's the worst quality. Like if I, if they walk in, I like don't even hear them because I'm so focused. And then the mom guilt comes and the shame comes, like all, all of that comes. And then I make them feel bad for being a child and like needing their mom. And I'm over here like, Nope, I need to work. Leave me alone. I'm in my, I'm in my zone. And again, like 
if you just find like, okay, I don't have time to bring in, I don't have finances to bring in someone to watch the kids or I don't have family that live close by that can help me out or whatever, then set a different rhythm for yourself. Get up earlier. Um, Mama Mentality by Kobe Bryant is one of my husband's like favorite books and it's on our coffee table. And in it, he actually talks about how he would get up at three or 4 a.m. I think it was. He would get up super early in the morning, go to the gym, and then he would be home in time for breakfast at six o'clock with his family. And then the, he always had to do two gym cycles a day. And his other gym cycle was at 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. And he's like, he said, he goes, I did this because I refused to sacrifice my family's time. It's just like, I, I can't sacrifice it. So I'd rather sacrifice my own time. And I love that because that's a mentality that I feel like we should be implementing so much more as parents. And we just don't like we, again, as an Indian Grammy, I'm so guilty of this. I set this time frame of like my, my best work hours are also in the morning. I like thrive from like 9.30-ish until about 2-ish, and then I'm done. I'm, like, dead to the world like you. <laughs> I just can't be, like, functioning. But that sometimes does not work with my kids' schedules because I'm needed or, again, back to the days where I couldn't bring in a childcare or my husband wasn't home with me. Like, I would have to just adjust and be okay with it and utilize my Saturdays when my husband was home or utilize my Sundays when my husband was home. Like I just had to get really creative with it. And so if you are listening and that is not an option for you to like take those slower mornings or you don't have like the, like the finances to bring someone to your house, it's totally okay. Just look at your day and go, okay, what do I have on the calendar? What needs to get done? What are my time like limits that are most like feasible for me to work? And then just kind of build a rhythm out of that. Yes. And be okay with that too. Yeah. You don't have to look like everybody else online, you know? <laughs> exactly. I have so many friends. I, I have one friend specifically that she wakes up at 5 a.m. every day for that reason because she wants to get work done before her kids wake up and it works beautifully for her. And I'm like, I love that, that she's able to, you know, set that time aside. I tried doing that and it made me a worse mom because then I was more tired and I was like, okay, that just doesn't work for me. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. I'm like, that's, that's where it's like, find what works for you, but you don't know unless you try it. And so like, yep. I think my biggest thing for this is I would love people to take away one thing, like pick one thing that we talked about super practically that they can try and implement in their family and, you know, do it for a few days, see how it goes and then go from there. Um, that it's, it's just, it's trial and error. I feel like for finding the best routine and it's going to take time. Um, and you know, for us, it takes months, but <laughs> yeah. eventually you yeah. do find a place where things just kind of click and you're like, okay, this is it. Like, this is the rhythm that works for us. And it's a beautiful feeling when you, when you get there. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah, I would say try things and communicate. That's the biggest piece that was missing yes. for my husband and I. And until we started doing those weekly check-ins or even daily sometimes now, like sometimes life, this last season as he's wrapping up his time at our current, you know, uh, place of ministry, it's been a lot of like, okay, well today I actually do need to get this done. And like, now I have this on my plate or I'm pastor on call today. Like it's being willing to stay flexible, even the day to day. But again, you have to try something and you need to communicate about it because yes. it's not just you. It's not just your kids. It's you, your kids and your partner. And so you've got to like, just communicate. And it's the hardest thing, honest to goodness. It is the hardest thing because the way that we all communicate is very different. And I think sometimes that can lead to a lot of disagreements and arguments. And then those fights that we talk about all the time, like, you know, like that becomes like such a, it could become a pain point, but it doesn't have to be, it's going to be uncomfortable at the start as you figure it out. And yes, you may argue a bit more at the beginning, but then once you've figured it out and you've tried things, you know, what works, you know, what doesn't work. And then you've communicated about it. You're going to be fine and you're going to figure it out. And then when the next season comes, 
the things that didn't work in that current se- that previous season might now work in that current season. And so again, trial and error, but communicate about it. <laughs> so good. I love it. I feel like I could talk about this like literally all day, but it's, I mean, such a great topic. Um, so if you could leave our people with like one really practical thing they can try this like this week, like we talked about doing the schedule thing. What's like maybe one other really practical thing that if they want to try finding a family rhythm for the first time, what would that like one thing be? Yeah, I would say like sit down and write out a flow. Um, even like if you look at the five, look at five days, don't do seven, do five, do Monday through Friday, leave Saturdays and Sundays as like the family we're together and there's no schedule day. <laughs> But like Monday through Friday, again, I think the first thing that to go back, the one thing to do is to sit down and talk about those values and those priorities. But once you have those, I think the best thing to do is kind of sit and look at those five days and come up with five potential rhythms that could work. And even if it's two different ones that you're rotating between each day, just try them this week. Like that's the biggest thing that like you have to try it. Like just try, try a rhythm tomorrow. And if that works, build on that rhythm the next day. And then if that works, build on that rhythm the next day. And so look at your week and go, okay, what can I try this week? And just go for it. And don't be afraid if it's frustrating or if it's hard, if it feels uncomfortable, like just try it. And if it doesn't work, you have a new day the next day. Yeah. That's That was like in our like season we're just coming out of. I like lived off that where if, if we had a bad day and the rhythm didn't work, I would say, you know what? we get a fresh start tomorrow. <laughs> we'll put the yep, kids to bed. Absolutely. We will try again tomorrow and change something. We're not going to, don't do the same thing. If it didn't work, change it and try something new. So yeah. good. Yeah. Well, this was super helpful. Like I'm going to re-listen to this for myself <laughs> and um, yeah. implement some new things. But if people wanted to find you, learn more about you, where can they find you or reach out to chat more? Yeah, so our Instagram is the best place or our website, but it's at Pivot Media Co. on Instagram or pivotmediaco.com on the website. And so I hang out there. My team hangs out there. We're constantly talking about rhythms, routines, and like rest and all the things. And we talk a lot about books and we talk a lot about PR and podcasts. We talk about a lot of things. So if you're interested in anything and just having other business you know, women to kind of connect with and collaborate with, like definitely come and check us out over there. Awesome. And we'll link all that in the show notes for you guys, um, to go check them out easily. Um, Ashley, this was awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time just to pour into my people. And I know that this is going to be helpful for them. I'm excited to have the conversation continue in DMS and whatever. Um, so this was great. Thanks for, for tuning, for joining with us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. All right, guys, we will go ahead and wrap up for today, and we'll see you back this time next week. Bye.